0: Welcome back to another episode of the Nightcap. Very special episode here. We are joined by Ohio State baseball's finest, Cole Andrews and Marcus Ernst. Guys, how's it going?
1: well. Happy to be on. Yeah, thanks for having us. Of course, of course. So diving into our first question, um, obviously, you know, new coach this year, um, obviously different circumstances. How has the team been under, the, uh, you know, the new regime?
2: Uh, I think we've been really focused. Obviously, it hasn't really turned out. Uh, the way we hoped it would but uh, it, he definitely brought a new energy to the team um, Marcus can speak on that better than I can as he's been here longer than I have but
3: yeah I would say you know it's just a new set of expectations this year um, you know winning is expected day in and day out And I've said it's been up and down for us this year and really hasn't gone the way we'd liked recently um, but you know the expectations still been the same the standard is still a standard like he always says uh, the expectations are still always high here
0: well and as you kind of said Cole, like you know you're you're, you're a transfer here. We, we want to ask you about that in a second. But for Marcus, I, I wanted to stay at, like, what is it like to be in your fifth season with the program here, having to deal with a new coach as a guy who's, you know, playing a lot of baseball at Ohio State, just like, is there anything kind of just changing about how how you you operate, you know, like being a leader in the locker room, like, just how different was it to spend your last season with with some big changes?
3: Yeah, it's definitely unique. Um, You know, usually coming into your last year, you're pretty comfortable in a program as a senior. Um, but this year is different in that, you know, everyone was new to a new regime, new, uh, new expectations, kind of new, new way to go about things um, with the new coaching staff. So it was kind of a learning experience for freshmen all the way up to fifth year seniors. We we're all kind of trying to learn the same things, learn what was expected, learn how to do things. So it was unique in that sense.
0: And then uh, for Cole, you know, you, you spent four seasons at an entirely different school, you know, play a lot of baseball um, and you transfer here to a you know, bigger program, but you, you fit in seamlessly. You know, it's make like. You've had no transition, but you guys know baseball is not an easy adjustable game. What, what what's what has it been? You know, why have you been able to adjust to a program that's changing with a coach? As we said, like just have you been able to make an easy adjust or a hard adjustment so easy?
2: Sure, I think one of the big things as a transfer that's tough coming in is everybody knows a program so well. Um, but kind of building off what Marcus was saying, it, it did make the process somewhat easier that coming in. Uh, everyone was new to what was going on. It wasn't something that. Guys had been in for a couple of years. It was new for everyone, so that definitely helped the process. And then, at the end of the day, baseball is baseball. Um, I, I've played at a, a lot of different levels, and and there's guys everywhere. Um, so so just taking it day by day, and and
1: knowing that it's the same game you've always played, no matter uh, what level you're at. And few Marcus, What kind of factored in you staying here? You know, your whole uh time as a Buckeye. Yeah, I
3: mean, a big thing is I just grew up a Buckeye fan. I grew up in Dublin, Ohio, right down the road. So I've always grown up being an Ohio State fan, coming to football, basketball, baseball games as a kid. Um, so just getting a chance to be a Buckeye is kind of a dream come true. Then um, also just new new coaching staff coming in. It was kind of a new level of energy, like Cole was talking about earlier. Um, so that was kind of unique and something I was excited to be a part of and kind of hoping to lay the groundwork for for this new uh, new program.
0: And, you know, we wanted to ask just about, I mean, obviously what we talked about, you know, new coach, just – where the program's at, but you, you guys, you know, Nick Irwin, like you guys got some some senior leaders. and Then you guys got like Trey lipsey and and you know Gravelin and all these these freshmen and sophomores who, who've broken out. Just can you kind of talk about like you know wh- where you think this this program is is heading? How those how do those young guys kind of handle themselves? Have they have they learned from you guys? Are they kind of leaders by example?
2: I can speak on Gravelin's behalf just because we work together a lot as two catchers. I the the program's going to be in really good hands with him. Um, he's a quieter guy. He's not going to be the guy that's it's leading by yelling at everybody, but he leads by example. And I think a lot of people already look up to him. Um, leadership doesn't really have to be something based on how old you are. And I think he's got a lot of really good qualities that are going to help the team going forward.
3: Yeah, I'd say similar, similar to Henry Casmar, He's the same way as an infielder. Is coming in as a freshman shortstop is not easy. Um, and he's handled like a veteran, you know, like day in, day out. He handles his business really well, comes in, gets his work done. And then he also you know, has a good attitude every day coming to the ballpark. If you, if you came and watched this team play, you wouldn't think he's a freshman, but, you know, he sticks out like an upperclassman for sure. And then also you got other guys, like you said, Trey Lipsy's great talent. He's going to be really good here for the program in the future as well.
1: So what kind of leaders would you guys consider yourself? You guys, you know, yelling at players kind of, or are you guys more quiet and like approach them when needed to be?
2: For me as a catcher, I think I kind of have to know my pitcher. Um, some pitchers are going to need me to go out there and, and get into them pretty good when others are going to need a pat on the back. And tell them that you're the best pitcher in the world. So I think, like I said, as a catcher, you just kind of got to be able to do both. I would say I'm just trying to be as helpful as possible. You know, it's
3: not really much of like yelling. Um, I'm just trying to give knowledge and experience to young guys as much as possible and kind of help them along in their process, help them learn things that may be unique to college baseball that they haven't really experienced before. Um, Just kind of give them my experience and my opinion on things and kind of the knowledge I've learned from other guys throughout the years.
0: I mean, this is more truth serum question, but I have that, Cole, who, who is the pitcher that like, you gotta, you gotta coddle, you know, tell him, tell him he's like, get him in the right mindset. And then who's the guy who needs to, like, he needs you to kick him a little bit, like spit on him, getting ready.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know about the coddling one. That's tough, but uh, for the, for getting into him, I know, I know I can get into Justin Eckert pretty good. He's my roommate. So uh, we I, I trust that he's not gonna take anything too personally and I can go out there and, and get into him and get his best out of him.
0: Yeah, definitely have said some unrepeatable stuff on the mound. <laughs> um, we did want to ask, I mean, you know, baseball is such a crazy future, but you know, you guys, uh, you know, fifth year players here, where, where's the future hold? Are you guys looking to continue playing baseball? Like do you guys have have other plans? Are you gonna use your your careers to kind of bounce off to to something different? Just do you guys know where you're where you're looking to take life post Ohio State baseball?
3: Yeah, so I actually just recently accepted a job within the Ohio State Athletic Department. Um, I'm gonna be working kind of in the uh, business office, finance, budgeting, um, donor relations, boosters, that kind of thing um, following our season ending, starting in July. So I just accepted that recently, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I was able to use the athletic department, the resources and connections I made here to kind of build that relationship and uh, gain, that, gain that opportunity
2: yeah, and i'm I'm hoping to play professionally. Um, if that doesn't work out, I have a couple couple job offers that um, I'm juggling right now. Um, but like I said, plan A is definitely professional baseball, but you never know how that's gonna go as a, a fifth year guy that's not having a crazy season, but so we'll see, hopefully that works out. But if not, um I think I got some some good options to fall back on.
1: So you know, it's game day, you wake up walk us through that game day routine and you know any superstitions that you have i know baseball is a little bit of a more superstitious sport so kind of talk on any of those if you have any
3: um obviously there's different game days you got the friday night game day which you have all day and kill time then you got the sunday sunday afternoon game day where you wake up and go straight to the ballpark but um i guess from a friday night standpoint um you know those are the ones that those are always the longest days you're just sitting around and and um, usually you got some school work to do during the day. Um, thankfully for me, I only had online classes, so I was able to balance that pretty easily. Uh, but most guys got classes in the morning, um, uh, study tables, that sort of thing. Not, not the schoolwork out, get that out of the way early. And then usually head to the ballpark around one o'clock, um, grab some lunch usually over at the, uh, nest, which is where student athlete, student athlete cafeteria we have here, which we're very fortunate for. Um, so grab some lunch there and then head to the ballpark. You should get some early work in around two 30 ish. Um, some swings in and then stretch starts around three o'clock 315 and then from there it's go time
2: yeah pretty pretty similar uh agenda for me the only thing i'd say is i'm a pretty big caffeine guy i need something to get me going a little bit so it's either it kind of depends on what i did the day before if i had a good day um and had starbucks i'm gonna go back and get another coffee if i had starbucks and had a bad day i'm gonna switch it up and go with an energy drink or something but gotta have gotta have something to
1: get me going Of course, of course. And then, are you guys what kind of music you guys listening to to uh, pump you up during
2: that those uh you know warm ups? It's kind of depending on the starting pitcher. It's kind of our rule in the locker room: starting pitcher gets the aux. So, it can be anything from rap to heavy metal. So,
0: (laughs) I mean, I've been to like some of the games. Like, you guys got like country one second, then next thing is rap. All of a sudden, you guys like EDM or something. Like, you guys, (laughs) you guys got quite the music taste. It's great. (laughs) Um, Last kind of just normal question here. Got to ask about what's been, you know, one of the moments you can't forget about Ohio State. Is As cheesy as it is, and I know, Marcus, you have a little more to work with on, on options than, than Cole, but is there just something that, whether it's this year's team or, or for you, Marcus, last season or, or the year before, um, a memory you're never going to forget about playing as an Ohio State Buckeye?
3: guy? Oh, wow, there's a lot. Um, I would say in terms of big moments, it's definitely going to be my freshman year, and winning the Big Ten tournament out there in Omaha. Um, getting a dog pile in that fields moment. I'll never forget. Um, and little things. I think it's just, you know, hanging out with the boys in the locker room. Um, there's obviously all my best friends are here. Just getting the chance to hang out with them day and day out. Those are memories I'll never forget.
2: Yeah. For me, it's just the the, the year as a whole. Um, I'm so lucky to be able to have a fifth year to play. I think it's really easy to look at all the bad things that COVID brought, but COVID blessed us both with an extra year. So just this year as a whole, if that didn't happen, I, I would have hung them up a
1: year ago. So just blessed to have this whole year. But moving on to our next segment, we have the truth serum. We're gonna add some some really hard hitting questions. Maybe divide up the locker room a little bit. We'll see. But <laughs> our first question is: You going on a golf trip, or are you going to Vegas? And you get to pick three other people. You know, celebrities, dead or alive. Who's your you know your foursome? You're going to golf with, or are you going to Vegas with? Oh wow! Oh man! So three other people, right? Including yeah, yeah. Okay. We mm-hmm. go with Tiger Woods. Ooh. I'm gonna
2: go Dave Portnoy. Mm, I'm gonna need a second on the
1: third one.
3: Uh, one person I'm gonna bring is probably Matt Reif. How have you seen his comedian on TikTok? I've been stuck on him. He's hilarious. I'm bringing Matt Reif comedy.
1: Keep things loose, you know. You got a little tight on the blackjack table, he'll keep cracking, yeah. just keep the energy going. I'm gonna bring. Hmm. Bring Ronald Reagan. Yeah, right. He has some great stories, I think. <laughs> and then. Hmm. we bring Will Ferrell, too. Will Ferrell, All right. That's a solid lineup. I like it.
2: I'm gonna go John Daly for the third just to see the difference between him and Tiger on the court. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's those are some good groups. That's it.
0: Those are those are pretty good. I mean, I like the golf consistency or cold, and also I appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, some some of the other athletes we've had on, they usually get stuck up on like the second or third one. I think we've had a couple of people who could not even name us four. So <laughs> appreciate it. Um, the next one we had for you is this. This is the locker room type divider. Who's who the biggest diva on the team?
2: Ooh, diva. Wyatt Longcar.
3: Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely like, up there. Yeah, Wyatt Longcar is a great answer. He's uh, <laughs> He has his moments, that's for sure. Great guy, though. We love him to death. <laughs> yeah, it has to be a pitcher,
1: right? Oh, yep. absolutely.
0: Wait, you get the next one. The next
1: one. Obviously, you know, the boys love to play some Super Smash Bros or uh, Mario Kart. What are your guys' go-to characters? I know I'm a, a Mario guy myself, so I always go with him. But what do you, who do you guys pick? I'm a Mario guy as well. I'm right there Mario. with you. Uh, we were just playing Mario Kart
3: out in uh, Frisco. They had it in our team room. And I couldn't find a winner to save my life. I tried three different characters. Nothing was working for me. I was finishing the last. I was losing to Jacob Garing and Joey Aiden every day. So I'm going to go with none of them because they all suck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, there's some passion in that, Marcus. Yeah, that was- <laughs> it,
3: it, was, it was maybe the most competitive I've been in a while. And it happened in the room with two other people playing Mario Kart. And I was not happy.
0: I, I know, like, you know, sometimes baseball doesn't. Doesn't love you back, but I didn't realize Mario Kart didn't love you back, man. Like
1: it was, it was a disaster. <laughs> uh, controllers
3: flying through the wall or something. They, they, if they if they were mine, they would have been. But they were someone <laughs> to hold back my
0: rage a little bit. Put put one in Jacob's head or something. Uh, you know, uh, more more locker room drama. Uh, who who needs to add some more pop to their bat in the lineup? Who needs to hit the weight room a little bit to get that ball over the fence? If you know what I'm saying. Hmm who's lacking in the weight room who's
1: got some noodle arms i'm gonna go with nick irwin just because i know he'll be able
3: to take it (laughs) and he accepts it too and he always jokes about it but i'm gonna go with nick irwin that's a good he he, he could use some
2: meat on his bones that's for sure that's a good answer i'm with you. all
0: right and then how about the uh the classic you're you're stopping by the gas station on a road trip what's the fuel up fuel up uh combo of of drink a couple snacks whatever it is
2: we go gatorade zero um I'm going to go the the pink one specifically. If they don't have that, the blue will work. Um, David, sweet and spicy seeds. Um, And then some sort of candy if we still got a little ways to go on the bus trip, just to get me through. Yeah, I'm going Nerds Clusters
3: or the Lifesaver Gummies, one of the two. Probably Nerds Clusters if they have them. Um, Arnold Palmer, peach iced tea. And then some sort of chip. Kind of varies on the day. Some days it's combos. Some days it's like a Doritos, spicy, sweet chili. Um, and then some sort of chip, definitely.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely a right to the cheese. It's instantly when I walk in. That's my go to.
0: Yeah. Nerd clusters. I've never heard of those.
1: Oh, you got to give them a moral. Life The next question is the baseball team, you guys are in the Hunger Games scenario. Who's coming out on top and who's coming in last? We just
2: had this debate the other day about
1: the specifically about the catchers, but
3: easily Nolan Clegg is winning, not a doubt in my mind. Uh, yeah. Nolan Clegg is minus four hundred to win. Um,
0: How come? What? Why is why is Nolan Clegg the
3: favorite? He well, so first of all, he's a pilot, so he's going to know the terrain really well. So he has an advantage from that standpoint. Um He's built like built like a horse, so he will be able to outrun and just be stronger than everybody. Um And he's really smart too. So I'm taking Nolan Clegg to win. Um, to come in last, ooh, there's a lot of candidates for that one.
2: To win, I'm going to go Justin Eckhart just because he's the biggest hunter on our team. That dude loves to, to shoot stuff, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with him. Last, uh, I'm going to go
3: Tyler Pederini to finish in last place um, just because he's not going to know what's going on out there and someone's going like, to walk up to him and probably just kill him. <laughs> so I'm going to go Tyler Pederini to finish
2: in last I'm gonna go Alonzo Paul just because he's the smallest. I feel like that's the easiest answer, but I can't think of anybody else. And I know he'll laugh that I said that. So, I'm set. none of you guys had confidence in yourself to come up on top. No, not against player Not <laughs> no. a chance.
0: I love how like some of these some of these questions. It's like the boys the boys have discussed it. You know, it's like oh, really, <laughs> we're just talking about who would win a Hunger Games style competition. What a great question. <laughs> uh, last one here for you classic but it needs to be asked who on the team whether you have a sister or not who would you on the team would you least want to date your sister
2: george eisenhart yeah george eisenhart wow <laughs> that, was fast. that was quick quick draw.
0: <laughs> poor george man what did he do to you
2: yeah we'll, we'll leave that one uh We'll leave that one alone and just say, George, we'll leave that stone. Under.
0: <laughs> that one's that one usually isn't allowed much explanation, but yeah.
2: <laughs> th- thank you guys so much for
0: coming on. We're, we really appreciate it here. Um We really wish you guys the best of luck here to finish out the season. I mean, only a couple more series left. You guys are done in middle of May, right? Yep. So good. Best of luck to your guys' tournament push. Thank you so much again for, for joining us. And, uh, Best of luck to uh, the rest of the team and you guys uh, finishing out the season.
1: Go Buckeyes. Thanks for having us, guys. Hey,
3: awesome you, guys. Appreciate it.